Welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you with me wherever it is you are listening from. Thank you for taking the time to uh, be here today. We're going to jump into a great topic in just a minute. Before we get there, though, I want to remind you right at the beginning, some of you won't make it to the end, so I'll start in the beginning. Make sure that you are subscribed. Wherever it is you're listening from, you're on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, maybe you're on Spotify, maybe Apple, perhaps Google, maybe something else. Whatever it is, make sure that you are subscribed to this content. Every week I push new shows out, new episodes out, and I want to make sure that you are able to get those. Please go ahead and subscribe. That would be fantastic. If you have not yet checked out the YouTube channel, jump over to YouTube. When we're all done here, you can search for my channel, Jeremy Stalnecker. You'll find my YouTube channel. Subscribe there. This goes on that channel, of course, uh, the audio and video version of this show, as well as other content that we push out there. So please check that out. That would be fantastic. And then if you are interested in my blog, I write on the topics that we talk about on this show, other things, uh, other content, links out to all of my socials, to other podcasts that I'm a part of. Go ahead and check that out at jeremystalnecker.com, jeremystalnecker.com. That is my website, my blog, everything finds its way there, and uh, you can check that out. That would be awesome. Also a place that you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. A lot of good things going on and uh, trying to stay ahead of a lot of the topics that we discuss, trying to give you the best content possible so that you can really think through many of these topics and understand what's going on in the world and how you should respond to that. And so I want you to check that out, please, jeremystalnecker.com. And then finally, there are some great organizations out there, and uh, there's a great company that helps to make this content possible. I've shared them before. I'll probably share them uh, every episode. But go and check out Freedom Fatigues freedomfatigues.com, freedomfatigues.com. They are, as I've mentioned before, a wonderful family-owned company, veteran and law enforcement, and a wonderful company. They put out tremendous products like the sweatshirt that I'm wearing, if you're watching the video, uh, T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, other apparel, all patriotic apparel. It's fantastic. For years, I looked for a company that was producing the kind of apparel, <laughs> t-shirts and, and hats and those things that I would want to wear that are patriotic, that even reflect who I am as a veteran, but don't get obnoxious. And uh, you know what I mean? A lot of the great uh, t-shirt and apparel companies owned by veterans <laughs> are, are really good until they're not. Uh, Freedom Fatigues, go and check them out. And if you do that, you can use my code, Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y 10, that is one zero. Uh, all one word, J-E-R-E-M-Y-1-0, Jeremy10. You will get 10% off your order. At the very least, go and check them out, see what they have, and uh, you'll be supporting a great family and, uh, again, veteran-owned law enforcement. And all of their products are made in America. In fact, they're very careful to make sure that uh, not only are they designed and distributed here in the United States, but they are made, they're manufactured, they're sewn and put together here in America as well. Please go and check them out. They help to make this show and other content possible. And uh, very grateful for a partnership with them. That is Freedom Fatigues, freedomfatigues.com. Use my code Jeremy10 and you'll get a 10% discount on your order and I'll thank you ahead of time for doing that. Our show today is uh, one that discusses a topic we've talked around. Um, it comes up 
over and over and over again because it must when we discuss moving forward. This is the March or Die show. We talk about what is required to move forward. How can we march? How can we keep moving forward when it would be easier to stay where we are and die? And again, I've discussed this so many times in so many ways. Uh, Go back to the first couple of episodes of this podcast. If you'd like to have some of those principles broken out uh, where I discuss what it is to die. This is not physical. It's spiritual, emotional, relational. It's going through the motions but not making progress. That's death. I talk about that a lot in early episodes. Uh, so you can do that or you can march. That is putting one foot in front of the other, continuing forward. And uh, that's how we get to the next place. That's how we uh, get to a place where we can better impact whatever enemy it is in front of us and continue the fight. We've talked about all of those things. Uh, But we're going to discuss something today that I believe is essential if we're going to make the right decision. That is purpose. We're going to talk about purpose. But this is something, man, interestingly, I have really been spending some time thinking about and um, I think understanding. I want to be careful how I say that. Uh, Understanding in a different way. Let me put it like that. The idea of purpose. Now, when we talk about purpose, uh, whether it's on this show, other content that I put out, uh, other places where purpose is written about or talked about, particularly in a, in a Christian world, we talk about purpose. We say things like, you need to find your purpose, understand your purpose, pursue your purpose. And if we're not careful, what we can mean by that is find what you want to do and do that. <laughs> it's really this, this idea of self-discovery. Now, again, as Christians, we might phrase that a little bit different so it doesn't sound like the process of self-discovery. Find yourself, figure out who you are. But really, that's what we mean if we're not careful. Certainly, that's the impression that we can give to young people when we say, find your purpose, understand your purpose. I've been understanding this differently in the last several weeks as I have read one specific passage in the New Testament. It has really, really helped me. And again, I've never been one that's given to the idea of self-discovery or finding your own purpose. I want to know what God's purpose for my life is. But connecting that has been very hard for me. It's been a challenge. There's a passage that helps me to understand that really what we need to understand is not our purpose, but God's purpose for our lives. We need to know what God wants us to do. In fact, the word that I like, and it's found in this passage, we'll get there in just a second, is appointed. Appointed. Now, don't get weird. If you've been around church a lot, this could go a weird place. I'm not going to a weird place. It's in the passage. We're going to look at it. But appointed. What does it mean to be appointed? It means to understand our God-given purpose. This is exciting for me because when I think about obstacles and I think about trials and I think about difficulties, I think about that stuff that jumps up in front of us and prevents us from moving forward. One of the things that gives me the power to keep moving forward is understanding my purpose. But if I have contrived my purpose, if I have discovered on my own my purpose, if I have gone through a process of, quote, finding myself, then when friction 
presents itself, when obstacles and difficulties and trials get up in front of me and try to keep me from going forward, then I might reevaluate that purpose and come to the conclusion, this is what I wanted to do. Maybe it doesn't matter anyhow. Why don't I just give up? Does that make sense? Maybe you thought that. Maybe you, like me, have a long list of stuff you've tried, (laughs) hobbies you were super passionate about for like three weeks and then gave up on, ideas, maybe even more than ideas, dreams that you thought would be a good idea and you started a little bit and then you backed out and said, forget it. When our purpose, who we are and what we do, is wrapped up in who God appointed us to be, then we may get tired, we may experience difficulty, there will certainly be trials and obstacles and traumas. But we can always fall back on, this is what God wants me to do. And so, I will continue. This is exciting. Now, I've said things like this before, and I've tried to frame the con, uh, concept or the, uh, the idea of purpose in this before, uh, but there's a great passage of Scripture that speaks to this. I'm going to read to you from 2 Timothy, the New Testament book of 2 Timothy. I've spent a lot of time in chapter 1 here over the last couple of weeks. 2 Timothy is the second letter to a man by the name of Timothy. If you're not familiar, uh, the New Testament is... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. These are called the Gospels. These talk about the life of Jesus. After the Gospels, we have the book of Acts. The book of Acts, uh, written by a guy by the name of Luke, who recorded the beginning of the church. The early church starts in the book of Acts. Jesus goes back to heaven. The church explodes. We have that recorded in Acts. And then from Acts forward, we have a series of letters. Uh, Letters to churches, letters to individuals. Uh, These are the New Testament books of the Bible where we receive teaching, education, what, what is called doctrine, as one apostle, one author, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes to another person or group of people. And so when we see something like Timothy, it's got the title Timothy on it, we need to understand, inspired by the Holy Spirit of God, directly from the heart of God. This is the Word of God. But it was filtered through a man, in this case the author is the Apostle Paul, written to another man, in this case, again, Timothy. Timothy is a young pastor. Timothy, if you're not familiar with his story, traveled with Paul the Apostle. Paul the Apostle, a great missionary, traveled around the world at that time, the known world at that time, started churches, told people about Jesus, was persecuted, (laughs) uh, had people stone him, he was shipwrecked, went through all kinds of crazy stuff, and in all of it wrote uh, most of what we have contained in the New Testament outside of the Gospels. And Timothy traveled with him. Timothy was a young man. He traveled with Paul and he learned uh, all of the things that Paul wrote and he experienced the things that Paul experienced. But while Paul is now writing this letter, Timothy and Paul are separate and Timothy is pastoring a church. He's pastoring a church in the city of Ephesus. This is modern day Turkey Turkey in Asia Minor. 
it's a it's a seaport. It's a, a shipping area. It's a place where people would have come from all over the world to buy and sell and transport. It's a melting pot, if you will, a large city, but a very pagan city. And as Timothy serves the people there, as he pastors the church there, some difficulty came into his life. We're not told exactly what that is, but we're given the impression, certainly in this first chapter of 2 Timothy, that what he was dealing with was very difficult. Paul talks about his tears. Paul tells him in verse number 7 that he needs to not fear. God hasn't given him that spirit of fear, but God has given him power and love and a sound mind. He tries to encourage Timothy. We don't know what Timothy was going through, but it was very difficult. It was very overwhelming. Paul continues talking, and in verse number 9 he says this, This is great. He's talking about Jesus. He said, who has saved us and called us with an holy calling. Not according to our works. Now get that. That's really important. I'm going to pause there. We'll move on. He says he's saved us. That is salvation. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, also penned by the Apostle Paul. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of your works. It is the gift of God Uh, Not of works, lest any man should boast. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. I quoted that wrong. That not of yourselves. It's not about you. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So he says that elsewhere. This is a gift of God. It's all about God. It's not about you. It's not about your works. That's what he says here. He saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works. But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Man, what a statement. Remember, Paul is trying to encourage Timothy. Timothy is overwhelmed. Apparently some fear in his life, uh, so much pressure that he's even spending time crying, as Paul talks about early in this chapter. This is a difficult time in this young pastor's life. And, And Paul wants to remind him that you were saved By Jesus Christ, not because you are good enough, not because of your own works, but according to his purpose, he has a plan for you. And his grace, it's a gift, it's something that is not deserved, and it was given us in him before the world began. Verse 10 says this, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So he's talking about how this is all about Jesus. Uh, Jesus did this. Jesus made this apparent or manifest. He destroyed death. He abolished it. He brought life and immortality to light. Uh, This is who Jesus is. Verse 11, whereunto, because of that, because of him, I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. That's great. I love it. I use that word appointed. What does that mean? We could use the word commissioned or charged. He he was given this responsibility. Whereunto, that is by Jesus Christ, because of his grace, because of his purpose, not mine, because of his, I was given the responsibility to preach to be an apostle that's a leader in the church, a communicator of the intent of God, and a teacher of the Gentiles. I love this because it puts so clearly what I've been trying to communicate and falling short for so long, that our purpose is given to us by God. 
That when we talk about purpose, what we should really be talking about is what God wants us to do. What God has gifted us and equipped us to do. And understand that it is an appointing. That God has a job for us. Now check this out. If we view purpose this way, it removes a lot of pressure from our lives. You see, your job is not to please other people, to be what other people want you to be, to fulfill their purpose for your life. Your your job is not to find yourself in the sense of discover what makes you happy. There is great joy in serving God. Joy, peace, contentment, that fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians chapter 5, it's all there. Uh, But really, this idea of finding our purpose... It's not a wandering around and trying to discover what it is we can do or what makes us happy or what allows us to fit into someone else's mold. It's knowing who Jesus is, understanding what Jesus gave us as a gift, uh, understanding that it's to his purpose and for his glory that he has given us each a job to do. I love this. I want to give you a few thoughts. If you're going to pursue God's purpose for your life, if you're going to understand and do uh, knowing God's purpose for your life, I want to give you a few things. I'm I'm going to give them to you quickly, but hang on to this. (laughs) This is the kind of episode, I've taken some time to put some verses to these. This is the kind of podcast episode I think you should listen to a couple of times and you should share it with other people because you know some people Young people that are saying, what is my purpose? Older people that feel like they've lost their purpose. Some people in the middle, moms and dads and and those folks who are doing a job but wondering what their purpose is. They're trying to discover it. I want to give you some very practical helps from the Bible to understand who you were appointed by God to be. How do you know God's purpose for your life? Number one, realize that it is God's purpose and not yours. I can't say this enough. It is God's purpose and not yours. I've spent a lot of time talking about this, but I will give you a verse, Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We get this verse wrong a lot. We like to stop after the first phrase, and we know that all things work together for good. That's not what it says. It says that all things work together for good to them that, number one, love God, and to them who are the called, we could say appointed, (laughs) according to His purpose. Those who are living for God, those who are seeking God, those who are doing uh, everything they can to align their will to the will given by God. We're told that all things work together for good. You see, God's purposes will always come to pass. God's plans will always come to pass. And we see that as we pursue what God wants, He'll work in our lives. This is God's plan and not yours. It's God's purpose and not yours. There are some people that simply need to be told this. (laughs) Get out of the way. That's not fun to hear. I don't like to hear it. But from time to time, we need to be told or tell ourselves 
to get out of the way. It's not about us. It's about God. I think sometimes we struggle to understand our purpose because we're going to God and saying, God, help me to understand my purpose instead of saying, God, help me to understand your purpose for my life. There's a difference. Do you want to know God's purpose for your life? Then understand, first of all, this is apparent. It's God's and not yours. I would say, secondly, understand the big purpose of life for all people. (laughs) The big purpose of life for all people. Now, the next point, I'll give you a preview, is going to be understand your specific purpose. But we need to, first of all, get a hold of the big purpose. I think we're so quick to jump into the specific purpose. God, what do you want Jeremy to do that I miss? God, what do you want all of humanity to do? When you created mankind, when you created us as a race of people, what is it that you want everyone to do? And this is great because if you get the specific part wrong, but you get the big part right, you're winning. (laughs) And I believe If you get the specific or the big part right, you'll also get the specific part right. But let's start with the specific. Why? Because it's not about you. It's God's purpose and not yours. So where do we begin? We begin with the big purpose. Revelation 4.11. Why are we here? What is it that we're supposed to do? Revelation 4.11 answers that question. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Did you get that? Revelation 4 and verse 11. You're worthy, O Lord, Lord, that is God, to receive glory and honor and power. Well, why? For you have created all things, and for your pleasure they are and were created. Here's the big purpose. The big purpose for all people, for you, for your neighbors, for your, your, your kids, extended family, co-workers. The big purpose. What is it? To give glory to God. To worship God. Worship means to ascribe worth. Our big purpose is to give glory to God. It's spoken there in Revelation 4.11, 1 Corinthians 10.31. The Apostle Paul says it this way, Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. All to the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Begin there. Begin with the big purpose. For all people. Again, sometimes we get so wrapped up about this specific issue of my purpose. It's funny how we can take something like God's purpose for our life. He's the creator. We're the created. We can take his purpose for our life and make it about us. When really it's not about us, it's about him. (laughs) We are to give glory to God. That's the big purpose. Whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we do all for His glory. Pursue the big purpose. But then number three, understand there is a specific purpose. And and I'm thankful for this. I'm very thankful for this. I'm thankful that God created all of us differently. 
that he gave me gifts and abilities and talents and opportunities and relationships and connections that he didn't give to you and vice versa. That God has given to you gifts and talents and relationships and opportunities and connections that he hasn't given to me. We should value what we see in other people, understanding that there is something valuable in all of us, that God has gifted each of us specifically. As Paul said, he's appointed us. I love that Paul didn't say everyone has been appointed to be a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. He said, I have been. Those were his gifts. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. I've talked about this even recently. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I love it. You trust in the Lord. You don't lean to your own understanding. You acknowledge him in everything, and he will direct your paths. Psalm 119, 105 says very simply, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. One step at a time, one moment at a time, you guide me and direct me. The story of Esther in the Old Testament speaks so well to this. Uh, Esther, you may know the story. If you don't, go and check it out. It's incredible. A Jewish girl became the queen at a time when great persecution was coming up against the Jewish people. She had to stand up and do something. Her uncle talked to her and said this, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? That's a great story. Esther's in a difficult place. If she says something to the king, her husband, she could lose her life. But her uncle encourages her. He says, look, Esther, God will do what God wants to do. But perhaps the reason you're here right now is to stand up in this moment and do the right thing. For such a time as this, God has a plan and a purpose for each one of our lives. What is it that God has specifically gifted you to do? Ask yourself this question, what is it that gets me excited? Not what is it that makes me happy, but what makes me feel useful and engaged? When do I feel useful and engaged? When do I feel like I'm I'm doing that thing I was kind of uh, bent to do, (laughs) that God gave me that bent or that direction to do? I wonder what do I have a natural, even if undeveloped, talent for? Something that I don't mind working hard to develop. I, I have a talent. It's, it's an ability. Maybe I haven't worked hard to develop it, but it's there. And it could be more if I would work on it. What is there? We all have these. For some people, it's speaking to other people. It's making connections. Uh, other people, it's working with their hands, building things. It can be creative. It can be uh, speaking and teaching. It can be a lot of things. But what do you have a natural, if undeveloped, talent for? If one word or phrase could be used to describe your life, what would you want it to be? Typically, that thing that pops up is a reflection of who you are, who you were created by God to be. 
I'm so thankful that there is a big purpose, giving glory to God, but there's also a specific purpose, a way that God will use me to give him glory. You see how this worked together? The big purpose is to give glory to God. The specific purpose is using my gifts, my talents, and my opportunities to accomplish the big purpose. (laughs) We all fit somewhere else, somewhere different in God's plan. But we all fit. How can you use what God has created you to do and to be, the talents he's given you, the opportunities he's set in front of you, how can you use those specific things to bring glory and honor to him? You see, it begins by saying, God, I want to understand your purpose for my life. Realizing that your big purpose for everyone is to bring glory to yourself. In that, show me how I can do what you need me to do, what you want me to do, to live a life of honor and glory for you. That takes us to the next thing. And I've already alluded to this or talked about this. Knowing and pursuing one step at a time. This is moving from the known to the unknown. This is so important. We could spend a lot of time here. I won't. But move from the known to the unknown. You don't have to have everything figured out before you start moving forward. Just start moving forward. Do what you can with what you have. Use the opportunities that God has set in front of you. Use the talents that God has given to you. Go from the known, this is what I know, and move toward the unknown. That's the life of faith, trusting God to open the doors, to reveal what's next. This is a light to my path, a lamp to my feet. Uh, This is acknowledging God, not trusting myself, and allowing Him to guide me on my path. That's all of these things that we have talked about From the known to the unknown, know and pursue God. And then finally, realize, understand the power of purpose. Why do we do all this? Why does all of this matter? Verse number 12 of our passage, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. For the which cause... He talks about purpose. He talks about knowing what God has appointed him to do. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Paul says here, as he says elsewhere, I've suffered. There have been trials. There have been difficulties. But I'm not ashamed. I'm not embarrassed by that because I know who I serve, who I have been called by. I understand my goal and my purpose, and I'm going to trust God. Isn't that great? There's power. When the difficulties, when the trials, when the hardships come up, when they present themselves, when they stand in the way, when it would be easier to quit, to give up, and to die than it would be to push forward, marching one step at a time, when you know your purpose as given to you by God, the big purpose of glorifying Him, the specific purpose of how you'll use what He's given you to glorify Him, then regardless of what happens, you keep moving forward. Because it's not about me anyhow. 
Acts chapter 20 and verse 24, perhaps my favorite verse in all of the Bible, the Apostle Paul again says, but none of these things move me. He was just told he's going to lose his life. He said, it doesn't matter. None of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Paul said, it doesn't matter how hard things get because I know why I'm here. I know what I've been called to do. I know the big purpose, and I understand how to use the specific tools that God has set in my hands, the talents, the opportunities, the resources, to accomplish the big purpose of bringing glory to Him. There is tremendous power in understanding your God-given purpose. Get a hold of that truth. And when the bullets start flying your direction and the mortar rounds come blowing up around your feet, (laughs) when it would be easier to die than it is to march, you'll keep moving forward. Because that is what God, the Creator, has appointed you to do. Thank you. I'll talk to you next time. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.